Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is, it just, is it just me? I mean, look, looking at these two yes. characters, it's probably just me on the thumbnail. Um, you see, you know, beautiful, stunning warrior uh, Aloy on the left. And, and this derpy dude on the right-hand side, like, I, I, <laughs> maybe it's just a bad shot from the, from the <laughs> teaser. But he looks so derpy. He doesn't look, he, I don't know, man, like Aloy would just destroy he's a, him. He's a little derpy. He's a little on the derpy side. And <laughs> Aloy would, to be fair, Aloy would destroy anybody. But I have a serious question for you, Brian. Uh-oh. You ready? Sure. Toby or not Toby? That is the question. That is the question. I'd always prefer not Toby as long as it means I get some rest. I just want to go curl up and go <laughs> to is, bed and not. That, that, is that, is that, is that, that would be dark. It's a too <laughs> depressing way to start the show. Uh, yeah, speaking of which, let's start the show. This is PSVR Gamescast Live, where we film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, right here on YouTube Live at 6 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching it right now, like a bunch of uh, Espanol de Gatos are in El Chato. That can't be the right word. It's probably That's really racially close. insensitive. <laughs> That's good. It's yeah. the language of love, Essie. How is that? Is that the case? Mm. Mucho yeah. gusto. Me amo Bradley. <laughs> that's it that's all i got five years of spanish my parents are proud um yeah i said I'm five that's right y'all done wrong, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, guys if you don't and like if you want to get popped in your knees just wipe that look up your sorry good <laughs> this is way better than what we had planned just keep going <laughs> love me some sublime man great great music <sighs> yeah really good stuff really good um <laughs> If you don't want to watch this live, you got me way off track. Uh, don't forget, you can always listen to the show not live on Apple Podcasts or uh, streaming services of your choice. Uh, go check those out. Subscribe to those. Uh, Jamie, love him so much. Make sure that all the podcasts go up each and every day. Thank you for that. My name is Brian Paul from this channel right here, PSVR Without Pro. And this gentleman over here, the love of my life, AJ from... Oh. <laughs> hey. How's it going, man? I didn't realize. I mean, yeah. this is moving kind of fast, don't you think? A little bit. Um, I mean, three years. <laughs> you're you're the long. Am I going to have to file a report to HR? <laughs> this is the longest relationship I've ever had with a guy. <laughs> uh, and well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be the one. Man. And I apologize, well, Flame Hat. I didn't mean to make you jealous. <laughs> well, happy Monday. Happy. You know, Mondays, Mondays, uh, they typically kind of suck, right? But that's what we're here for. We're here because we want to make your Monday suck. Just a little bit less. Thank you for doing that, AJ. Also, thank you to Cerebral Frost with uh, the $20 tip saying to pay for the jello in the kiddie pool for the next top 25 battle. I, why does that make, why is, I feel like this implies we're going to have to like strip down to fight to duke out the next top 25 battle. Oh, hey, buddy. What's going on? Ken, Ken Kutagari, Kutaragi is in the chat, by the way. Oh, love Ken. And he says, and he says Steve and AJ together again. <laughs> <laughs> the founder of PlayStation right there. And we are honored, sir. We are honored. We are. Time to make way for the new generation, my friend. We're coming. 
So since I got Tornado here, I might as well pimp the Patreon page. Guys, make sure you head on to patreon.com slash withoutparolegames to support me right here on Without Parole, and go over to patreon.com slash psvrunderground to support AJ on his channel. And hey, while you're at it, you might as well subscribe to AJ at PSVR Underground on YouTube, where he's doing non-stop Zenith footage, 24-7, round-the-clock coverage. If you got, if you need tips, you got tips. How, how, how's everything going over there? I haven't, I haven't been over there for a bit. Things are good? It's great, man. I've been more busy playing the game <laughs> because <laughs> it's hard to stop playing. Yeah. Uh, 140, I think, we're at with the guild. Wow. 140 game cats in the guild. And we uh, it was the multiplayer meetup game yesterday. And we had a great time, man. We, we got all the cats from level 40 to level 2. And we, we raided through the entire world and went to the end of the game uh, and fought the world boss. And we didn't beat him, uh, but it was a lot of fun still. And I, uh, I, I had so much fun. I have such a blast playing this with the, with the cats every single day. It's so much fun. I'm really jealous. I've gotten some invites from people, including you, uh, saying, come on, get in here. And I've been really busy with the channel and some stuff in my personal life. But I promise, promise, promise I'm going to make time. Time o plenty for Zenith this yep. week because uh, man, I, I'm one of I'm one of the lower level cats, man. You need to you need to come adopt me and uh, and, and take me through the world with you and uh, and, and we can uh, and yeah. So if any cats want to get in there and, and do this, then I'm totally down. Looper the underground game cat with the five euro says spatial audio makes the Zenith global chat more clear than Guild one. Uh, ideally, I'd like to use both. I'd like to have some walkie talkies to connect with the Guild. <laughs> yeah, spatial audio is nice in Zenith, but. Uh, but yeah, it, at least it's harder to lose your friends with the guild chat. It's harder to lose them with the party chat. Because um, with uh, <laughs> with global, I'm just like five seconds later, and I'm like, uh, wh- where where did everybody go? I turn around, and everybody's just gone. I'm like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Brian's yeah. not the biggest fan of walkie talkies either. I don't know how that's gonna go down. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, Snap who says world boss Jeff Bezos. Anyway. No spoilers. <laughs> Endeavor one says personal life. Is there a cat queen? Oh god, there's there's nope. I mean tornado. That's it. That's about it right now. All right, guys, we got a lot of news to talk about. We're gonna be talking about uh when we think PSVR two is coming out, we're gonna talk about uh the debate or the uh the case for and against hybrid games, I guess. And uh No more debating. <laughs> we're we're done debating. We're gonna have a pleasant discussion uh and explore a lot of things um (laughs) about psvr2 we had a lot of psvr2 talk so i hope you're interested in hearing us talk a lot about it but first one of our favorite games of the month and possibly of the last five years wanderer just got a a pretty substantial update uh over on playstation vr and it's i think it's going to be something that a lot of people are really excited to hear about because uh there, there's certainly still some bugs in the games. Uh, when, when, when you go through the game, you're more than likely going to have to restart a chapter here or there, uh, and, and, and lose some progress because of certain bugs. But that's not the complaint I hear most often from everybody. The complaint I hear most often is from the head-based controller movement, meaning you push the walk button and you walk in the direction that you're looking, not the direction that the controller is pointing. And now, ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, children of all ages, we now have the option for either one. And I checked it out before the show, and it's awesome. It works exactly the way you want it to. So I hope you're all very happy about that. I'm happy for you. Yeah, 
Yeah, I know a lot of people, at least a couple people, were really upset about the controls. And it was maybe a little bit of an oversight on our part, but I was so blown away with the game. And uh, and I really didn't mind the controls. I, I think that for that type of game, it was, it was working for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I still hope to see a couple more changes. Like, I'd like the turn buttons uh, reversed, like swapped to the bottom. Um, just to be 100% traditional. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it you know, that's why I appreciate you guys always being vocal because I really didn't think twice about it. And, I, and a lot of people were like, ah, oh, this is, like, too much. And, and I do remember thinking, you know, I'd prefer a different method. But, um, yeah, yeah, this is huge. This is actually a really, really big update for Wander. And uh, a lot of people should uh, – a lot of the people that were complaining should now be satisfied. I hope so. I hope so. And dude, really, if they can just work out the last couple bugs to make sure that certain items don't disappear when they do, uh, and make sure you know the game doesn't crash at inopportune times, uh, there's really just a few more things they need to kind of tidy up. And I really think this is going to be one of the best games on the on the headset, hands down. It already is. Like I have, I have the memory I have of this game is just so enthralling. Uh, and I, you know, you get to a certain point in the game, and it just picks up steam and doesn't let go until the end. Um, and so I, it, it's going to be a hard game not to recommend to people. And if they can polish it up and make it super easy to recommend by saying, oh, it's just a flawless experience, uh, man, they're so close to that. Yeah. I almost considered this to be the best PSVR game when I was playing it. It felt um, like that. Yeah. yeah. I wish, I wish really it had a little quality. more replayability. I wish it had, a, you know, just there's a couple more things I wish it had uh, to make it the best. But I yeah. certainly am totally enamored with this game. Miles Dyer with the... Four and a half quid says, greetings from the world of Zenith. Brian and AJ and company, a group of us Gamecats, are currently grinding for Ember Shards at Queen's Ball while listening. Oh, this, oh that, Queen's this, Balls. <laughs> this is pretty meta. He's in VR while watching a show about VR. And we're talking to him through the metaverse. That's not how it works. Waleed Saeed Faridi with the Canadian $2 oh, tip says, hey guys, how are you? Uh, really happy to see you both. Um, well, thank you. We, really happy both, to see you too, Wally. We're both out of the emergency and, room after that bloodbath on Friday, and um, <laughs> yes. we're recovering well, I think. Yes, definitely. Uh, and Miles, give a shout out to the uh, cats that you're playing with for me. Yeah, tell them I said, "Hey." Tell them I said, <laughs> uh, "Lionel the Wolf" with the two dollar tip. Love all that you do uh, for us. PSVR two will be epic. Thank you. It Lionel. will be epic, man. That's the one guarantee. <laughs> Is that whenever it gets here, um, it's going to be really amazing. I I think they're going to absolutely crush it. And I'm—I obviously want it to sell well and everything. I—but that's not really my concern. My concern is always like the games and how good the hardware is, and and I think it's going to absolutely blow it away with when in that regard. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I agree. All right, guys, before we get to uh, some of our bigger topics of the day, we do have a viewer takeover question, uh, and that comes to us from, here it is, or seek Detective GameCat left this question over on our Discord. Remember, if you want to leave viewer takeover questions for us, head over to Discord, click the link in the description below, and leave your question in the viewer takeover channel, and maybe, <coughs> excuse me, we'll, uh, we'll address it on the show like this one. Or Seek writes, hashtag viewer takeover, with a market led by PSVR 2 and Quest 2 and 3, do you fear cross-platform games are stripped down to fit the lower-end devices and not use the full power of a next-gen console, uh, not to make the mobile version look pale in comparison? 
So, so I certainly hope developers wouldn't do that. And I think that's kind of like a worst case scenario for for that situation. Yeah. Um, you could also uh, look at it as, you know, some some smaller teams might have like a breakthrough game and, you know, uh, it might be a little hard convincing Sony to, to adapt the game or, or, or fund the, give some additional funding for it. Um, other platforms can be a gateway for developers to build something successful and then grow on that into a bigger and bigger, uh, you know, game and, and have a bigger platform to work on. So um, I think there's a little bit of both that could happen. Yeah, I think it'll definitely be a little bit of both. Um, one, of the, uh, one of the patch notes that I had missed um, that I think Cerebral Frost pointed out to me on the latest After the Fall patch was that they actually removed flashlights from a certain place in the PC VR and PlayStation VR versions so that it wasn't unfair to the Quest users. And I'm like... The PvP, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, that's, I mean, I get it, that's fine, but like still, it's, you know, when, when you're when you're removing features from, from a game that's capable of using them to sat, to make sure that things are on par with other headsets, I'm like, all right, I get that that's the PvP thing, it makes, it sort of Is makes sense. Is that really an advantage, having a flashlight, though? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but but it, I mean, but those kind of, those kind of moves are scary in my book. It's like, okay, well, yeah. you know, like, give give us, like, the, the best looking, best lit, best whatever, you know, and, and just improve the lighting in the other, in the other versions. Don't, don't downgrade our version <laughs> to make it worse, uh, so that's yeah. on parity with theirs. How about improving their version? Like that, but, but of course, you know, sometimes the easiest solution uh, is the cheapest and most cost, you know, cost efficient solution. I think. Yeah, you, you don't see us complaining like, oh, remove their joysticks. Like, <laughs> like well, but that's it, though. Really, right? I think, you that much of an advantage? Okay. I think whoever the I think whoever the leading platform is, whoever wherever right. I think they're going to sell the most copies, that's where they're going to be focusing all their energy on, being like, hey, if PSVR two sells like crazy, right? Wait. Then I think. What? Sorry, excuse me, nothing. Oh. <laughs> Um, <laughs> like if PSVR two sells like crazy, I think they're gonna say uh, they're gonna they're gonna like focus on that, make the game look as good as it possibly can on PSVR two, and then downgrade whatever they have to to make it run on other platforms. Um, so, and also PSVR two is gonna be a competitive space. I think. I think. I think when people see what it's capable of and just how good those games are gonna look, uh, developers are gonna be scared to release their subpar quest or subpar looking quest ports without giving them a major graphical overhaul because they're not going to yeah. be able to compete in the PSVR 2 space. And if that happens, we're certainly going to let it be known to everybody and we'll review it as such, you know? So that's totally up. That's totally on the developer. If they don't take advantage of the hardware. Uh, yeah, I will definitely not afraid to be dinging points for stuff like that. I just got caught up in the chat. I, I didn't realize that I had hurt flame hats feelings so much. Don't worry, I still love you. Everything's fine. Together forever. <laughs> Remember that deal we had if we're still single at 40? Oh, shit. That was like two years ago. <laughs> Nihilus Ryan, the game feline with a $5 tips, has been playing Song in the Smoke all day. Died in the valley and lost like two hours of progress. Save often, folks. I was scared. I thought that was a bug or something. I was like, you hit like a fucking bug? But no, you just died. Did You, you played for two hours without sleeping? Oh, I guess sleeping <laughs> at a campsite, right? Yeah, you have to save at a campsite in the valley. Oh, right. That's it like doesn't... the first. Yeah, okay. sleeping I doesn't see that automatically happening. save. That's what I forgot. I forgot. You actually have to manually save. I forgot. It's a it's a challenging game, but I like challenging games. So yeah, sorry. 
Yeah, that'd be a fun one to replay uh, if we get a, if we get a chance. I just haven't. Uh, oh yeah. I, I checked it out a little bit here and there from, uh, uh, you know, with, with some of the more recent patches and stuff. And I was like, this is cool, man. I can't. I'd like to get back to this when I have some free time and just kind of try to play through the entire thing on the hardest difficulty, which I don't think anyone has actually completed yet. But maybe they have. I haven't been keeping up. No, I tried it and it was hardcore as hell. But I haven't like actually played through it. No, I'd like to though. I love that game. I probably die once and go, meh, I'll just play Resident Evil 7 again. <laughs> um, AJ, when is PSVR 2 really coming out? Well, uh, <laughs> that is a good question, and a question that a lot of people want to know, man. Uh, and understandably so. We are in entering, we are in year, what, six uh, of PlayStation VR, and... You know, we were we were ready for an upgrade around the halfway the life cycle mm-hmm. of it. Um, so this is really, really uh, something that everybody wants to know. We all want to know because we're ready. I think we're we, we're definitely ready. But we've seen some signs and reasons to believe that Sony isn't ready, uh, and we've also seen some cases. Uh, Including, I think, earlier this... No, uh, late last week, I believe, um, for, you know, some things that are moving along. And the first thing we saw last week was that Sony's official PlayStation VR 2 page went live on the PlayStation Store. And I don't know if you saw it, but it was beautiful me? to see. <laughs> at least to me. <laughs> Did you ask if I've seen it? <laughs> I've only done, like, three news stories on it. <laughs> um yeah, it's it's so. First of all, it's really really nice whenever Sony decides to address PlayStation VR two at like it's an actual thing. Like when Jim Ryan talked about it on stage at CES, uh, or anytime they do a PlayStation blog post, it's nice. But now to kind of see that it's got an official place on the PlayStation website itself, PlayStation dot com, it just kind of makes everything a little bit more real, right? Right, and it shows you that they are doing things behind the scenes. It's nice to see some kind of progress, and. Uh... Yeah, things like that, you know, give me hope um, because we know there's a lot of um, opinions out there that say, you know, that maybe it's not happening or um, that it could get canceled. And, you know, even when they announce stuff that, you know, people still like to say that. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, this website. I honestly I, I like read the website like five times and I was just like, yeah, it was it, it just it made me light up with joy because I just <laughs> love to see anything, uh, any signs that we're getting closer and closer to a potential release. Yeah, a few things that I sort of overlooked because we've been talking about them so much, uh, you know, we've confirmed them. We we leaked these things months ago, back in August, I think, uh, uh, regarding how things like uh, foveated rendering and eye tracking will work together. Uh, but for a lot of the world, when they heard that it will have eye tracking and foveated rendering, they just no no one was able to put those two things together and say this is definitely these two things are going to work together to make better looking games. Uh, so it was kind of nice that Sony kind of came out on this website and said yes, these two things are going to work together and they are going to they're both implemented in PSVR two uh, and uh, and because they can work together, you're going to be able to you know have much much uh, you know higher resolution games, more detailed games. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> things that look more console, uh, more console quality than we've gotten on PlayStation VR one for the most part. Um, so yep. it's sort of nice to look through this and have it be pretty uh, comprehensive and, uh, and and you know even even reveal a thing or two here and there. 
And console qual- console quality in VR is like that's ridiculous. Like that's going to look absolutely insane. Uh, and um, yeah, you know what I mean. Like like oh, a yeah. console on a on a TV screen looks great, especially if you have like a 4K TV and stuff. But we when VR first kind of started emerging. And people would say, oh, it looks like PS1 graphics or, hey, it doesn't look like the best graphics ever. We were like, but in VR, when, when you actually get a sense of depth of all of the environments and it really makes like all just everything pop more. And, you know, something that looks small on a screen is like something you have to like look up and it's just towering over you. It makes a huge difference for like just the immersion and. Um, the presentation of it all. Yeah. Now, as great as this site is and as happy as we are to have it, um, the thing I think that excited most of us, uh, besides all of the, all the little details and just it existing at all, was if you scroll to the very bottom of the page, you see uh, PlayStation VR 2 news and updates. Uh, it says, get the latest PSVR 2 news, including game announcements, release dates, and when you can pre-order your headset, sign up to PlayStation.com using your account for PlayStation Network. And then there's a little sign up button. And I don't think I don't think anybody felt better all week than when they pushed that little button and said, "All right, we're gonna fucking alert you when 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 pre-orders are uh, you know announced and all this other stuff to kind of like feel like you're being uh, taken care of by Sony." So someone out there is is saying, "Hey, click this little button if you're interested, and uh, and we'll send you emails with all the information you need." That's a good feeling, man. That's a really good feeling. Now, but the other thing about that is is I think that little button. Kind of convince everybody that this thing is coming really soon, don't you think? Um, well, I think what what it means to me, the reason I'm excited, um, because honestly, it's been a little bit harder to, to predict what's going on uh, these days. I think it means that we'll see more news soon and more announcements soon, and that I'm super excited about. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, but I do think again. I, uh, as soon as this page went up, I saw a lot of people in Discord and a lot of people in the comments saying that must mean this is right around the corner, right? And so this is a cer- certainly a sign that says, "Hey, it's coming." You know, I don't, I don't know if it tells us when it's coming, but uh, you know, and, and part of the problem, part of the problem is Sony's history with PlayStation VR two so far uh, is that last year at this time they had already revealed that PlayStation VR two existed and they showed us the controllers. <laughs> And so, so we're like, well, it must be relatively soon. So when they said it's not coming in 2021, we always like, well, when when in 2022 could it possibly be? It must be right around the corner. As soon as 2022 hits, we it must it must be any time. Um, and and now here we are, two months into 2022, still no word. So this I think is pointing people into a direction where we're saying, hey. Could, it could actually happen very quickly. Like we, we could we could be hearing some of these announcements, some of this information, very very soon. Now, <laughs> there's two sides to every coin, and the other side of the coin is uh, a little company called Toby, T O B I I, uh, who are known to be in the eye tracking business. They have t- uh, eye tracking technology, uh, hardware and software for eye tracking and the news of the week is that Sony's in negotiations with them to implement their eye tracking technology into PlayStation VR two, which <laughs> kind of reverses this whole message that we just talked about. Like with the site going up saying, 
hey, PSVR 2 is seemingly right around the corner. And, and here, sign up for pre-order information, sign up for, for sign up for PSVR 2 news. Now it's like, well, if, if the design isn't even completely finished, how soon could this thing possibly be coming out? Well, it's a tough one um, because, you know, this web page went live, uh, but they didn't make like any announcement about it. I mean, it was all it was a bunch of people that that discovered it and said, uh, you know, this website is now available and it's got this thing on there. So this is kind of the stuff that, you know, I hate to kick like I would hate to start the gen with the same complaints as last gen. I mean, they could really be like they could have announced it themselves and been like, "Here's our PlayStation Two page, and here's you know some info, and make sure you sign up." And um, it, that's what the kind of stuff that has bothered me in the past. The little things um, that they that they don't take advantage of, but um, perhaps uh, I don't know. But anyways, uh, the the article. Um, the announcement came from the Toby website, and it says, Toby, the global leader in eye tracking and pioneer of attention computing, announces it is currently in negotiation with Sony Interactive Entertainment to be the eye tracking technology provider in SIE's new VR headset, PlayStation VR 2. Toby is not commenting on the final impact, uh, financial impact of the deal at this time as negotiations are ongoing. And that's the official statement from them. Uh, so this company is a global leader in eye tracking technology. They support, uh, different things from, uh, um, you know, just all sorts of eye tracking technology, such as like, even as one example, like being able to control a wheelchair. Um, you know, if that's like in the medical field, being able to control a wheelchair with, with, uh, with eye tracking technology. And, what they haven't really specified here is that do they mean hardware or software? And right. you kind of like to you, – my assumption is that maybe a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, but according to Push Square, who published an article, um, they seem to be very much leaning on the software side of things. And nobody really knows yet if this is going to cause a delay. I mean if – if the headset wasn't uh, didn't already have this finalized, why would they have said that this is a, a feature that's going to be in it if it's still not done? You know, right? Yeah, PSVR two's been in the works for a really long time. Uh, tons and tons of developers have dev kits. Uh, what I think what I think the answer probably is is that uh, you know these this Tubi uh, company is they specialize in eye tracking. In Sony, probably was like you know we we need uh, we probably need some help on the software side. And, uh, and and that and that's where all this is coming from, um, and then you know they just kind of pay them royalties for you know a dollar for every PSVR headset that's sold or whatever. Uh, but but it, but it really could be it really could go either way, and depending on whether it is uh, them using Tubi's hardware or software, uh, then then depending on which which one it is, I think that would determine uh, kind of that that would give us if we knew the answer to that, I think that would give us a little better indication as to where PSVR two was. Uh, in its development, um, but uh, so we're kind of getting mixed signals right now, and that's the uh, and that and that's the and that's kind of like the end of the story. We don't we we really can't uh, speculate any further than that, other than saying, hey, there, there's signs that it's moving right along, and also signs that there's still work to be done. So. 
And that's yeah, fine. we know that the the headset was still having something finalized. Hell, the PlayStation Five still needed work, but by the time it launched, you know. But typically, <laughs> right. the hard but the hardware was there. You know, right. there was there were certain firmware updates, certain features that could be enabled, um, just like the the extended SSD storage and other things. Um, so it it is still, I think, too early to tell. Um, I just, I just, yeah, um, it, it just. If they were in negotiations with the hardware side, um, I don't. I just don't know how that would work. How they would do an official announcement um, if the if uh, that it was going to have eye tracking technology, um, if uh, if that wasn't even finalized yet. It se- it just seems kind of weird to me. Unless they just were going to have a. You know, you know what I mean. Does that make yeah. sense? Uh, no, absolutely. R and but R and D is a crazy thing, right? Like the the things that are happening that they're R and Ding at Sony. I mean, they're R and Ding eight K VR screens. We we just saw that recently how they were showing off Gran Turismo with eight K VR screens. Eight K VR screens aren't in PSVR two, right? So I'm I'm sure that their R and D has gone you know all over the place, all over the map when it comes to saying, hey, we we've got this working, we've got this working. This is super fucking expensive. This is the cheaper way. Hey, these uh, these two B guys know how to do the same thing we're doing, but incredibly cheap. So they could have very well had a more expensive form of eye tracking into their in their headset that. Tubi's got a like much more optimized way of doing, much more uh, commercially viable way of doing. So it, there's there's so many aspects to this that uh, there's yeah there's so many there's so many aspects to this that we just really don't know until until we know. And with that said, <laughs> there's so many tips we get we get to talk about. Um, while you'd say Faridi with the Canadian five dollar tip says, I feel if PSVR two delays more, there will be too many games at launch, which might overshadow some quality experiences. Looking forward to hear your views. That's actually an excellent point that I don't think we've talked about much is that these all these delays could really put PSVR 2 into a place where, you know, I think there's a lot of developers who thought that PSVR 2 would be out this year and that's where what they were planning. And then now games that weren't going to be ready this year or, or, or whatever, it's, they're all just piling in. Right, all these developers are saying, "Hey, we, we're going to have our game ready for Q2 because that's when we thought it was going to launch." People who said we're going to have it for Q3, that's when we thought it was going to launch. Q4. Now all these developers are all going to pile on to the PSVR2 launch at the exact same time, and so I mean, PSVR1 had like 20 games at launch. I don't even remember, but I mean, I could easily see that being two or three times the number, um, unless Sony wants to throttle, you know, who's going to be there at launch and who's not. Can you have too many games at launch? Can you do that? I think so. I think so. Right? Because. But wouldn't the launch be the time to have a huge library? I mean, if you looked at when the Oculus Quest 2 came out, like that launch period caused a ton of games to get to like explode in sales around that launch period. And then what happened after later? Um after over time, then it seemed like the the hype around just any game that was on the platform kind of died down, and then games had to go back to being like these big competitive, uh, um, competitive like in the sales space. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I I feel like if you if there was a time where you could get away, I understand that not everybody could play everything at once, but I don't know. I, I 
you know, I, I've been kind of the one saying, like, you could just launch the headset with a few games, and everyone's been telling me, no, no, like a few big games, I mean, though. Yeah. And everyone's been basically throwing that back at me, saying, no, you have to have huge launch games. you got to have enough games. you got to have big, exciting stuff to sell the headset. And um, and people, so, yeah. The launch, the launch people, the early adopters, are as interested in the technology and just getting their hands on it and playing with it than they are even about the games. It's the early adopters are, are definitely ready to just play a couple games at launch. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, Dreamcastic channel with the $2 tip says PSVR two is annoying. Stop talking about it. <laughs> While he'd see Faridi with the Canadian $2 tip says sign up button, maybe Sony testing pre-order interest. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. Uh, Grizzly bear King with the $5 oh. tip says I am back for you to take my money. Thank you so much for coming back. And taking, giving us your if money. They were testing it though. Shouldn't they like say something? Like you can't <laughs> not announce it or not tell anybody about it and then expect it. So maybe at some point they'll reference the website. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine they will. Uh, they 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 have to advertise it in some way. If that was the case, because you can't say that's a fair um, kind of way to test the the interest when nobody knows about it when they didn't even announce it themselves so it seems kind of a weird way to to do that uh piotrek f with the nine plantain says they're still negotiating 2024 here we go <laughs> 2024 <laughs> seems like a stretch but man i don't know anything's possible yeah. dude so when psvr2 finally gets here yeah then there's going to be a whole new debate on our hands uh and that's sort of what we uh what we want to what we want to talk about a little tonight um so so often in our community we hear people talk about games that they want in VR, old games that they want in VR, uh new games that are coming out um that that they want VR support for, that they want to be playable in VR. And I, I think on PlayStation VR 1 that we got disappointed pretty frequently by that. Um and, but we would consider those in the future hybrid games, games that are playable in VR and out of VR. Uh and of course moving forward Sony said that they would like those type of games, hybrid games, to have feel like they were built from the ground up for VR. Those are hybrid games, right? Um, and then, of course, there's like the whole other side of things. Uh, when you know, when Sony announces Horizon Call of the Mountain, that is uh, that's not a hybrid game. That's not playable anywhere except for VR and PlayStation VR two specifically. Um, and so, those are VR only games or VR exclusive games or whatever you want to call them. Made made for VR, built from built for VR. I don't know. Let's go with VR only. Um, and so the question is: Is what are we more excited about? Which which of these two types of VR creations are you more excited to play? Well, something it, else playing it, here. It's uh, it, it it's a little bit more um, complex than just saying a VR only game or a hybrid game because it kind of depends. It depends on how it's implemented. Uh, when a game is converted to VR. And I suspect that having the two sense controllers, um, the VR2 sense controllers, will alleviate a lot of the limitations as well as the PS5 hardware, um, the the GPU and CPU and everything, should alleviate a lot of the limitations that the PS4 had originally. And so I think a lot more becomes possible and, and easier to do. Mm-hmm. Um but each have their pros and cons. So uh, if you want, you want to break down some of those real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
so let's let's start with games. Let's start with the games that are made exclusively for VR, built from the ground up, literally built from the ground up for VR. Um, and of course, I think you know the most the, the best example we can probably talk about uh, for that would be something like Saints and Sinners or the upcoming Horizon Call of the Mountain. Um, what 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 are the benefits that those games will have over potential hybrid games? Well, these uh, when a game is built from the ground up for VR, it can have more VR AF interactions, is right. like what we call it. You know, this is what what my argument was on Friday, and um, and what kind of to me is kind of the most important thing moving forward. It means so much to me for games to. When you play the game, if there's a door, to reach out, be able to grab that door handle and turn it and push it open. Or to have a shotgun and <clears throat> to manually load shells into that shotgun, cock it, and then fire. Or, or hold, hold weapons with two hands. I'm not the only one that, that believes this is the way forward. That believes how this is super, super important. Um, it's just been that there's been so few games that have... Uh, Kind of, there's not a lot of games that have demonstrated or demonstrated at a very, very high level. That's why I give Saints and Sinners so much praise because you can interact with just about everything, and these are things that just make the the gameplay feel more immersive uh, to play. Yeah, no, I agree. Like this is something that's really important moving forward, um, and I think that. You know, especially in Saints and Sinners' situation, uh, that is why it propels it to the top of all of our lists so frequently, or I mean, not so frequently, all of the time. Right, all the time. Um, right, because grab, grabbing your backpack off your back and holding it up and grabbing things out of your backpack to, to serve as an inventory and grabbing the map off of your chest and, and holding the flashlight and doing everything, climbing physically, not just teleporting to the top of stairs or teleporting right. to the top of ladders. Like All of this is so important. Um, and I think this is going to be what, what, what really changes people's perception about vr moving forward when they go oh it's not just i put the put the headset on and i'm oh i'm inside the world it's oh i right. get to interact with this world in a very tangible way um and so i and, and i do have a hard time believing that hybrids will be able to do that to uh, to a full extent you know most most games that are built from the ground up for vr like you said you get to reach out and open the door and like turn turn the handle and push the push it open or pull it open which is always a question in vr i'm always like I'm always pushing it forward when I'm supposed to be always pushing the pull. Um, and then, you know, and then, or you open a drawer with your hand and there's something inside of it. You reach out, you grab it, and, you know, you, you click click a button or throw it in your inventory, throw it over your shoulder, something. Um, and, and so I do agree with you, man. I think that I think that even though hybrid games from Sony's standpoint are supposed to feel like they're built from the ground up for VR, I don't I just don't know if that's actually possible to the extent that we want it. Uh, right, right. Unless it actually is built from the ground up for VR, so I, I'm 100. And I'm seeing that. a couple people, old Darth and Donatello, two childhood favorites of mine in the chat, say that they don't need every single game to be like to have uh, this fully fleshed out interactive, um, you know, features. No, I like agree they, with that. They, Not every game um, has to. And I don't think so either. That's not what I'm saying, but but I do think that. That is what separates VR from uh, – that is a big thing, I would say, that can separate gameplay, interaction, innovation in VR games from flat-screen games. Yeah, this is what this, I think this is what's going to convert people moving forward. Again, you know, it's, it's really it's, – I, I have no problem 
with you know with with certain games having limited VR interactions. Uh, but mm. but I do think it's it's always so impressive. the more the better, right? Yeah. Yeah, whenever possible, you know, the more the more the better for sure. Um, but but I'm also not, you know, I, I went to bat for Resident Evil Seven, which has some VR implementations, but but certainly not the the level that Saints and Sinners does by any stretch of the imagination. Like it's just so much more. Uh, you get your hands in the world in Saints and Sinners, and you're able to interact with things a lot more. Um, uh, and again, I don't have a problem with Resident Evil Seven doing things the way that it did. I just I just really do appreciate, uh, you know that. The future of VR, I think, will definitely uh, look a lot more like Saints and Sinners in Resident Evil Seven, um, yep. and that's a good thing. I do think you could. I, I I wouldn't mind an option for adjusting the amount of interaction too. I know that's maybe a tall order to ask, but um, you know, I would like if in a perfect world there'd be an option to play Resident Evil Seven with uh, with the Dual Shock or the Dual Sense controller, mm-hmm. and then there'd be uh, also a way to play it where. You can it's really interactive and like when you want to shoot something, you have to pull out your gun and put load in the clip and cock it. And yes, it's more difficult to do, but but it also adds to the immersion, adds to the experience. So I do see a a valid argument for both. Definitely. The, the cats are coming out in full force with this. I like it. Blue G, the underground game cat says, well, No Man's Sky is VRAF, and it was flat at first for a few years. It's totally that is true. a prime example. That yeah. is, and I, I don't see enough people mentioning that. That That is, that is an example of a game that, I mean, it feels like a built from the ground up game for VR. Yeah. They got it right. um, when you play it, uh, especially on PS5, you know? Um, now, yeah, you know, in all fairness, in all fairness, you're not walking around. Uh, you're not walking around that world, opening doors with your hands and opening drawers. And there you uh, are. You open, open your you you open yeah you open and pull on your a ship door. No, I, know. I but but I don't. Th- I don't think the the click and pull mechanic is very VRAF. I think that is an example of something they weren't able to actually make more immersive. I, you know, I think when you t- when you talk about something like Saints and Sinners, and you're literally opening things in door, actually grabbing onto handles of doors and opening them physically, you know, like the, it's. Yeah, I think I'm, there's a different level there. No Man's Sky is great. I think they did a great job, um, and it's about as close to VRAF as No Man's Sky is going to get. Um, but yep. but yeah, I, th- I don't think it's quite at the same level as like Saints and Sinners. Um, there was yeah. there was another comment I had before we went off on that. Um, damn it! Sorry, whoever it was, I'm sorry that I lost you. You don't know that I lost you, but I did lose you. I apologize. I see. That's the thing, though, is like that is enough for me. Like having the having to pull the thing. You know, you still want it to be fun and fluid, yeah. and you also don't. You, so it is gonna. And that's the thing. That's there's going to be examples of games where this is going to be easy to achieve and games where this is going to be more difficult to achieve. What I mean, I think what, what my point is, is that you're not pointing at your vehicle and pressing a button. You're actually squeezing your hand and pulling. And, and I feel like that is enough. That is sad. That is plenty satisfying for me. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I just wouldn't call I call that more immersive than clicking a button, but I don't know if I'd go as far as like VRAF. I would say when you're inside of your ship and you actually grab the handle and, and you lift, have a virtual it, joystick it, and yeah, you get the virtual joystick, you lift, you actually lift the, yeah. uh, the, the door up to open it. Like that's, that's a, a totally different story. That's amazing. Uh, genetic yeah, you have an in-game HOTUS. That is VRAF for sure. Good. <laughs> genetic B, the abbreviated game cap with the $5 tip says, I think VRAF versus hybrid is a false choice. Hybrids can be VRAF. I want, triple a graphics and depth that hybrid will foster 
we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, it doesn't VRAF doesn't necessarily mean like tedious and difficult to do. It just means more, more than just like looking at something and pressing a button. Yeah, um, and, and and also I, I I we should probably specify here that like I don't think Sony's going to be doing a lot of the hybrid stuff. I think Sony's going to be making a lot of the built from ground up for VR VR exclusive things like Call of the Mountain, and then the hybrid model is sort of like a, a way to convince third-party developers to say, hey, you want Assassin's Creed in VR? Listen, here's what you got to do. But I but I do think, like, you know, let's get to, let's, let's We'll get there. Let's get there. So as far as, let's, let's stick with the VR-only uh, games, right? Right. And another, we, <laughs> another one of the, I think, big selling points is that it's going to convince games like Horizon Call of the Mountain. If you've got millions and millions of people who are fans of the Horizon series... And you say, hey, there's this third Horizon game out there, and it's called Call of the Mountain, and you can only play it with PlayStation VR 2. That's the kind of thing I think that will sell headsets, right? I think that if Forbidden West was just also in VR, you could just put on your headset and play it. People go, well, I've already got the game. I can play it on my flat screen. Whatever. I don't, I don't need a VR headset to play this. So occasionally when they do drop these VR-exclusive games, I think that a big selling point of these VR exclusive games are that it will also sell headsets. It will get people into VR for the first time that need to see the next story that Aloy is involved in that. You just can't, you just can't play on the flat screen. Not a chance. Yeah, but that, I don't think that applies to all VR only stuff. Uh, that is just the IP. I think it's a little bit for me personally, that seems a little bit more related to like the IP of horizon. Yes. That will sell a, a lot of Horizon fans and mm-hmm. uh, on on VR to be able to interact with these things. But um, IP certainly a part yeah. of it for sure, you know. But if you yeah. see an amazing game and you're like, "Wow, that trailer looks fucking amazing," and then you go, "Oh, it's only for VR," you're like, "Oh well." I mean, you just you just say, "Well, I guess I'm not going to play it because it's only for VR." Or just or is that one more thing? I could see a lot of people out there doing that. Yeah, I right. could see a lot of people out it, there. Like you, you so if you keep seeing trailers for games that are only available in VR. Over and over and over. At first, you probably go, I'm good. I don't need a VR headset. And then you go, oh, that game looks great. Oh, it's only in VR? I'm good. I don't need a VR headset. But then it just slowly chips away at you. You see one trailer after another trailer after another trailer. And you go, man, I might need to get a fucking VR headset finally. You might finally need to take the plunge. And so it might not just be one game that does it. It might be a ton of games that eventually do it to somebody. It's a VR gangbang. So how about some of the cons here? Uh, they are typically made for VR games, made for VR only games, generally have a smaller budget. Um, and there are a little bit more smaller games, more confined worlds, uh, less content and such. Um, and that, that is one of the drawbacks here. This horizon thing on this website, they're starting to use this experience, the word experience a little bit more and more now. And I don't know if they're doing that to set expe- to try and set expectations. Quite frankly, like, yeah, in a perfect world, I would just like, um, you know, just one of the games converted. But um, 
I think I, I don't know. It's it's a little confusing with this one because now they're starting to lean more into this experience thing, which is every time they say that you start to think it's smaller and smaller. And people, I think people have made it pretty clear that they don't want experiences; they want fully fledged games yeah. in that are play fully playable in VR. That has been loud and clear for a long time. Oh yeah, and so that would that is one of the cons of uh, of a VR only game. Yeah, and please note, we don't know that Call of the Mountain will be an experience. I, I, I no, from, idea. from everything we heard, Sony doesn't want experiences. Like they're they're kind of done too. They they've heard the message loud and clear, and I think that what they're trying to do more than anything is try to redefine what the word experience means. Saying like, let's take back the word experience, and like, let's not have that relegated to just these five, ten, twenty, thirty minute, uh, you know, free experiences, free games, or whatever. Um, or, or, or these two-hour experiences, even. Like, there's been plenty of games that have been longer that still feel like experiences. I think you try and take back that word. Uh, so I do think that Call of the Mountain could be much longer. However, you're exactly right. We're talking about when, you, when you're only... When you know that you're, you've got a limited audience to sell to, when you can only sell to 100,000, 500,000, a million, two million people maximum, then you have to budget for that. You can't be spending as if you're making the next... Call of Duty game, right? Because because you're going to take a huge loss and you'll never be allowed to make another game ever again. And that'll be a blemish on your resume, right? And so you have to scale back your game. You have to, uh, you're going to, you're probably not going to be able to make an open world game your first time out until VR really takes off, you know, full-fledged open world games that aren't just, you know, ports of, uh, of like Skyrim or something. You know, if you're making a built from the ground up VR only game, it's probably not going to be open world. It's probably going to be a little bit more confined. Maybe some, maybe some reused assets from, um, you know, like I, I guarantee you that a lot of what's in Call of the Mountain is our reused assets from the other Horizon games. So you've, you've, got to, is, you've got to scale it back. Right, right. And I think scaled back a little bit is fine. I have no problem with that, actually. Uh, the, the problem is like what we want to avoid is like a 45-minute experience. Well, that's the thing. And yes, I and I know that they use that term a lot. And that's my point is like that creates a little bit of ambiguity where we don't know, uh, you know, until we know how big the game is, then we don't we don't know what that means that it could be a 15 hour game and they could still refer to it as an experience. What I'm saying is that we we don't want them to take a popular IP like Horizon mm-hmm. and then give us a 45 minute experience <laughs> right. where you're just looking around and and you and there's no game there. Right. Horizon, uh, that's the what we want to avoid. <laughs> right, right. And you know, I again, I'm actually like okay with some experiences. I just don't think they ever like I I'm okay with the with the concept, the intention behind them, but I don't think they ever deliver an experience just like what a game does. A game usually just gives you that same experience and more uh by being a game. It's like Ace the Ace Combat 7 is a is a great um example like the gameplay of it and everything was is super fun but but then again they they made it three levels <laughs> well that's that's a different argument that's the right. mode <laughs> argument <laughs> right. we you know no man's sky said it has a vr mode ace combat 7 has a vr mode two it's radically like, different things yeah yeah two radical. so it, it's just unfortunately there's not like a it's like i said there's still a little bit of a gray area there sometimes yeah, we have Snafu in the chat with the $5 tip says, if we get Cyberpunk 2077 in VR, I don't need any more interaction than RE7. Being VRAF could detract from immer- from immersion if your char- if your skills, if your skills are less than your character's skills. Interesting. I, I didn't play enough of Cyberpunk 
2077 uh, before I refunded it. So uh, I appreciate your opinion, but I have nothing nothing to add to that. Um, yeah, I've I've intentionally avoided that game for now. So I hope it's coming to VR. Uh, It'd be fun. Uh, like Wally C. Faridi with Canadian $2 tips says, Dying Light 2 and Ghostwire Tokyo would be cool hybrids. Let's hope so. Let, Ghostwire Tokyo is definitely one of on top of my list of games that I would really like in PSVR. Top of that list. I know, especially the gameplay. It's all like finger motions and stuff. <laughs> that with the finger detection would be so rad. That would be really cool. Uh, speaking of hybrid games. So we just talked about the pros and cons of made for VR games, the VR only games. Uh, I think I, I think the easy, the first positive that's the easiest, uh, the the first one that comes to mind for a hybrid game, is simply that more people are going to buy it. Like more people are going to buy. It. I saw Cerebral Frost in the chat say uh, that he thinks that what will convince people to buy PSVR two is realizing they have ten PSVR two games already in their library because they're uh, because they're hybrid games. They played them on the flat screen and said, "Oh shit! If I buy this headset, I've already got ten games for it. I should check this shit out." Now, this is where I do uh, 110% agree uh, that hybrids will absolutely, if you tell somebody, oh, you could play Returnal in VR, oh, you could play Gran Turismo in VR, yeah. you play, you know, hi- that is what really put uh, a lot of VR on the map originally when, when they said Resident Evil 7, Skyrim in VR, yeah. you know, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Like, the this is... This is, yeah, this is like the moneymaker. This is what will sell people on VR. You know, whether it turns out to be good or not, that's up to the developer. That's, that's irrelevant information uh, and is, remains to be seen. But uh, I think we've seen proof of uh, things like Resident Evil 4 that came out on Quest. And um, people really, really like that. And they will buy their favorite games. Again, these games that have had... Uh, decades to have uh fan bases grow behind them and then suddenly now that entire fan base that has been uh growing now has an opportunity to experience the game in a new way and a potentially better way yeah like that is what sells vr without a shadow of a doubt yeah you know the it's 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 shockingly the vocal minority that seems to say oh we want original games made you know from the ground up for vr we don't want these flat screen ports that's what people say that's what it sounds like the message is but the numbers don't lie man the best selling games are always like these big ports from from the flat screen and and i totally understand man like i it's easy to sell somebody on a recognizable ip and even a game that you've already played like bioshock one is one of my must have vr games right if they finally deliver that um you know without a mod uh, to a console i'm I'm gonna be so all about that it's gonna be one of my if they do it well one of my favorite games ever um so interested in making that happen uh sci-fi game henry says alien isolation dishonored bioshock like these these are things people get excited about grand theft auto 5 grand theft online uh dude if if they manage to get these things into vr it's they're gonna sell more headsets on that platform than any headset prior to it and so you know we yes we want originality man but they've, they've got to get these triple a known ips into vr too you know and that, that includes call of duty and things that people you know like to like to shit on but still buy every single year after year yeah and a lot of this has to do with these are bigger uh, higher budget games um that have bigger worlds and and uh more content more fleshed out content um you know, this is the thing is I think the in the the perfect future 
uh, or the the perfect hybrid game is a well known IP that is then has perfect implementation of of VR interactions and stuff. Um, you know, it looks beautiful. It, it there's you know, like I said, the. Uh, being now taking your favorite game and then now like instead of pressing a button or something i mean in some ways no man's sky was actually improved by vr like like you navigating the menu system was a lot more easier uh Mm. and um the thing is though i just uh i don't expect like every single game every single developer to get it right um but this is this is proof right here i mean you know, to me, it, it the VRAF stuff aspect is super important to me personally. I'm not speaking on anyone else's behalf here, um, although I might be, but that is not my intention. But you look at, uh, like, Friday's Debate, for example, Resident Evil, you know, it used the DualShock. It uses – there's no hands that you have that you, that you reach out and grab stuff with, uh, all these VRAF features. It's still top of the list on Friday versus a game – that is built from the ground up that does utilize ev- that did like almost everything right just about everything right uh in terms of making it VRAF um so yeah the that should be proof right there at least a small snippet of proof of how important hybrids no matter how much how how deep the uh implementation is yeah. the VR implementation goes how important that is for people and how it can still change someone's experience for a game. Um, we, we've even seen people say like, yeah, they would love like Returnal or something. It doesn't have to be first person. It can be third person, you know? Sometimes like that is enough. And I and I think uh, what we're getting at here is that there's really room for everyone here. You know, there's room for every single type of, uh, of thing. There's room for yeah. third person VR games, first person, Games that are highly interactive, um, games that are limited in interaction, just placing you in the world, basically. Yeah, you know, and, and I do think we're going to see a whole lot of hybrid games that that do, you know, that, that do that put you in the first person, and you have hands in the game, and then you see that drawer with something inside of it, and you click the drawer. You know, you just kind of like point at it with a pointer and go tink, and then the drawer goes foomp. From a distance, right? So you don't have to get right up to it. You don't have to make sure that you grab onto the drawer perfectly and pull it the way the game wants you to or anything like that. And then you see the thing inside of it, and then you point to that, and you click it, and it goes, it teleports into your hand, right? It does that whole uh, suction thing, um, telekinesis, uh, which which I've always kind of enjoyed in VR games. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be getting on developers when they, when they make a hybrid game. And they give you the hands, they use the, the sense controllers, and they, and they take advantage of that kind of stuff. But then the actual interactions are a little, you know, maybe a little phoned in, right? You just point at something and boom, hey, the door open, look at that, whatever. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get up in arms, man, because honestly, if we'd gotten more of that this gen, I think, I think PSVR 1 would have been even more successful than it was. Uh, we, got, we, we didn't get nearly as many hybrid games or even just flat screen games ported into VR uh, as we could have, uh, and so I don't. I don't think we ever got a chance to really see PSVR one's full potential. Uh, so maybe it's because of that that I'm like so willing to to bend a little bit and say, man, just bring your games right, over, man, right. because that's what I care about the most is the games. And yes, games, I right. want them to have nice interactions and VR interactions, and the more VR yet they are, the happier I'll be. But just just get me the game <laughs> because I just want to fucking play your game in VR. That's true. That's true. Um, you know. 
I want to play the game, but I also want to be able to sit there. This is what I love about Wander is I can sit there and tinker and tu- and feel like I'm actually touching and feeling everything that's in the game. Yeah. So it is super important. Even just the smallest thing, like how they intentionally make it so you can't just clip your hand through the wall. Yeah. And like stuff I all that stuff resonates with me. I feel that stuff. And and what I love about VR is it's a, it's a new way for me to experience gameplay. And and little things like this um, have have uh, come a long way, especially when it's implemented like in a fluid and fun, uh, innovative, intuitive way. Um, so one of the cons, however, to hybrid games is that they are, in fact, uh, they could potentially be far less interactive. And I know that this is something you basically just said, yep. but what do you think about that? Do you think do you think games being less interactive, uh, do you think people will complain about that? Do you think it'll affect sales at all? Do you think it will affect VR at all if they are less interactive? Not at first, man. Not at first. You know, I think I think so many of us are still just desperate for awesome titles, big, good-looking titles, uh, long, longer adventures, uh, more immersive adventures. We're just, we're kind of desperate, right? That yes, there's good stuff coming down the pipeline. Yes, we've had a lot of good stuff this year already, but it's, it's sort of been these really great moments in VR history surrounded by these really huge deserts where we're just so fucking thirsty for, for like months at a time. And so, I don't think at first, I think when PSVR 2 first gets here, I think we're going to be overwhelmed and, and we're going to have a lot of stuff to pick from and we're going to get to play a lot of stuff and eventually we're going to get spoiled. And eventually we're going to get to that point uh, where, I don't want to say entitled, but we're going to get to the point where like we expect new things from VR. When when so many developers do things right, the more they, the more developers do things right, the more we're going to expect other developers to do things right. And, I, and I, so I do right. think that after the first year or two of PlayStation VR 2, we're going to start getting a little bit pickier and a little bit more critical about the say, Oh dude, you can't reach out and open that door. You literally have to point at it and click a button. Come on, man. It's VR. Let me open the fucking door. But the, I'm, I'm not there yet, but I do see myself getting there, you know, after a year or two of PSVR too. Uh, if, if we get the wealth of games that I think we're going to get. Nihilus Ryan, the game feeling has a great point here. And he says, people are more angry about games being short than games not being VR AF. It's an excellent uh, point. Enough, me thinks. Yeah. 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 I, I do agree. We we care about content and, and the games and being fleshed out. And But, you know, that also puts enormous pressure on VR developers um, to uh, to push the limits of what they can, you know, go. I mean, I don't mind indie games. I don't mind smaller budget games and stuff. Uh at all either and i i I love them in fact and um you know indie games don't mean the same as as it did 20 (coughs) years ago um 30 years ago wherever it was right um like you can still have some of the best games come from indie studios these days and and i i have a feeling i don't know it'll what i'm what i'm really interested to see is that will it be indie devs or will it be triple a devs that have hybrid games that really push the medium forward that really uh or maybe just both maybe both together um i i think i i think there's definitely room for both i think so too 
I think so too. So I, I, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a solid answer to this question until we really see what PSVR two has to offer um, in terms yeah. of hybrid games, in terms of exclusives. Um, because right now, I will say, I'm, I think I'm actually more excited about the prospect of hybrid games because if it really does deliver, dude, I don't, I don't know if you remember this, uh, and I hate, I kind of hate going back to this this place in my head, but in 2016 when PSVR one first launched. And we saw, and we saw things like Resident Evil Seven on its way, and, and it just it just felt like anything was possible. And because anything was possible, we expected, or I expected everything. I was constantly expecting, you know, the Resident Evil Two remake to be announced for PSVR. I was expecting Bioshock to be announced for PSVR. I was just expecting everything, but it just wasn't possible for most developers. And I think that now that it is possible, this is the hybrid model is is really exciting for me because it's it's sort of the right. dream I had in 2016 possibly coming to fruition with with the new headset. So I think that's I why think, I'm more excited about that. I think there's a I think the hardware is much more capable of doing this like we said earlier. Um yeah, I think you you can't just like yeah, you you look at the the again the Resident Evil 4 uh remake is a, is a great example the VR version. Yeah. Um because they took this old game and and converted it to having two hands, they redesigned some things. Yes, it, it has some limitations and whatnot, but but I think the gist is what you know. Particularly, I myself also like to see the direction. Like even even if it's not perfect, um, and and like I said, the the dual sense control, the the two sense controllers, the orbs, 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 orbs. Uh, by the way, I did see that on the website. By the way, I'm so glad. That they continue the to say orb design. Orb design. Yeah. Um, yes, the orbs. Uh, I think that and the PS5 hardware are gonna are gonna help a lot in terms of things. Now, how far they take the implementation, yeah. how deep they're able to do it, is we're just that's the wait and see. Um, but we we have to think that you know, it's not gonna be a deep like it's not gonna be a regular hybrid game. Um, there's there's going to be some some new features just with those controllers alone. Yeah, no, I, I agree, I agree. So I've already said that. Uh, obviously, I think that the way forward is both. We're going to need VR exclusives and hybrids. We're going to need indie yep. games. We're going to need AAA's. We're going to need as much support as VR can possibly get to really propel yep. it into the mainstream. Um, but if you had to pick one, based on all the information we have, are you more excited for the VR exclusives or? The VR hybrids. Oh man, put me on the spot, dude. Mm. Um. Well, I I don't know yet. I mean, I I because I don't know what that entails right. until I see it. Right. If 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 you're gonna give me a uh, if you're gonna give me a horizon that is like forty five minutes long and and that's a, a built from the ground up thing. Yeah. No, I don't want that. If you're going to give me a full game that's that's like, you know, 8 plus hours, um yeah, that's that's what I'm looking for. But I think anybody can achieve that. I think whether it's hybrid or not, um I don't think it's really limited to only those. I've been playing I've got over 100 hours in Zenith uh already and that is from like a team of 8 people. And and that is a huge game that is probably going to keep expanding. Uh, Wander, a team of what, like 10, 20 people? Mm. That is a 10-plus hour game for me that has, like, you know, AAA graphics and stuff. So, um, 
But then, but then I get the option of something like Gran Turismo Seven in VR, and and then I'm like, yeah, this is an impossible question to answer right now. Until <laughs> because again, I I think they're all important, and and I just I just look forward to uh, to seeing what everybody does, man. I'm just excited about it. It doesn't matter. Uh, I'm I'm with everyone else in that I want more content, deeper games, deeper gameplay, and uh, more fleshed out mechanics, all that stuff. I don't care. Uh, I, I'm I'm totally with you guys 100%. Just bigger games for that, you know, for, for bigger experiences. And more of these big flat screen games, the option to play them in VR. Like, because it, it's, I will say this, this generation kind of sucked for me uh, when it came to flat screen gaming. Sony put out a ton of amazing, amazing flat screen games. A ton. And didn't bring any of them to PSVR, <laughs> so I was, you know, I, it, because because of you know the nature of without parole, like I just don't really have time to, like, say, hey, I'm going to go play Days Gone for the next thirty hours. Um, it just doesn't. I don't get to do that. So I'm really, really hoping that, uh, you know, less of that happens next gen. We get more cross platform, meaning flat screen and VR yeah. stuff. Yeah. What's a, what's a, what can be a, a achieved this generation is miles and miles and miles ahead of what could be achieved at its best last gen. So dire it's, it's and it's dire quite a and dire Absolutely. Mm. Uh, right before we move on to 20 questions, AJ, we got Waleed Seed Faridi with the Canadian $2 tip says, I think the final moments of the Gran Turismo 7 state of play had VR cuts. We watched, wow. we watched that thing so closely. We're just like, is there any, is there anything here? And, uh, and, and I think we, I, I think we the, definitely said there's it, no VR footage in there. No, no, they have this special uh, trailer thing. Uh, I had a conspiracy a long time ago about it, and then it was proven wrong. So yeah, um, yeah, we yeah. tried, man. We 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 try to investigate all of these things as close as we can, and and, and see if there's any uh, validity to you know. To, it's like, oh my god, did they just show Gran Turismo? Uh, no, not Gran Turismo. Remember the Grand Theft Auto trailer they showed? And I was like, this has to be right. VR. And I made it fucking yeah, man. I get excited about shit. I'm you know, and if yeah. anybody that pisses anybody off, I'm sorry that I get excited about VR stuff. If you're not excited about VR stuff, you're in the wrong place. AJ. Are you ready to play PSVR 20 questions? I got one thing to say to you, Brian. I'm ready. All right. Well, you picked a game. Does anybody even get that joke? Does anybody get that joke at all? I don't know. It's when when you're choosing your character in Saints and Sinner, and you're you're like type A, type B, and it's like, I'm ready. Oh, right. I'm ready. (laughs) I'm ready. It's, It's got a little Cajun in there. Yeah. Well, now you know that inside joke. I quit. Brian. Whenever I say that. <laughs> uh, hey, Brian. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. Well, AJ is the host this time around, and he has picked a PlayStation VR game. And that means uh, me. Oh, shit. I'm in big trouble. I've got 20 yes or no questions with help from everybody in the chat uh, to figure out what PlayStation VR game AJ is thinking of. Listen, I want to say something real quick here. GameScoop does this on IGN. This is where we stole it from. They do this on IGN every single week on GameScoop. And they do 20 questions, and it can be any game ever made in the history of gaming. It takes them 10 questions just to narrow down the platform. So we've got it really easy over here. We've got almost like 10 bonus questions to figure out what game it is. Technically, we should be doing this in 10 questions. So we've, we've, got to, we've really got to up our game on this shit. So guys, help me out. Let's do this. Uh, I'm putting six minutes up on the clock. <laughs> does it have move support? It does have move support. All right, fantastic. I'm writing that down. Um... Move support. Okay, move. Uh, is it scary? Uh, it is not scary. Not scary. Not 
scary. Okay. Zero. Is it a puzzle game? Uh, it is not a puzzle game, no. Okay. Not scary. Not a puzzle game. Uh, is it puzzle. mostly a, a shooter? It is not mostly a shooter. Okay. Okay. Not scary. Not puzzle. Not shooter. Um, Roy Schwartz. Roy, Roy's asking if it's first person, but I'm not going to ask that because... I feel like if it's move supported, it's probably not third person. Um, would you consider this more of an experience than a game? No, it is a game. Okay, it's, it's a five. move game. Not sc- scary. Not puzzles. Not shooter. <coughs> Eagle Flight doesn't have move support. Uh, okay, Neon Groove asks, does it have full locomotion? It does not have full locomotion. Ooh, the mystery deepens. Okay. Good. This is, this is, this is interesting. Uh, Braxbro, good question. Is it tied to an IP? It is not tied to an IP. Damn it. Right now I'm totally lost, guys. Totally lost. Uh, oh, Defunct Brombro says, is it cartoony? Ooh. Uh, um, I would say no, because it's a gorgeous game, but it might have some cartoony things about it. But it is not a... It is both a yes and a no kind of... It is a it is the graphically no. It is not cartoony looking. Okay. Was this in our top twenty five conversation? Um. <clears throat> our previous one. The one we just had. No. Kind Neither of one brought be, to though. the table. Surprised it's not actually. Uh, good question though. Um. Paper Wings, the game cat. Uh, <laughs> All your sister said, never ask AJ if it's cartoony. <laughs> you think they learn by now, and then yeah. they get mad at me. You know, definition of insanity here. Um, <laughs> is, is there racing in this game? There's wait, wait, hold no on. Racing okay, yeah, that was a dumb question. I'm sorry, because you said no full locomotion. That kind of would imply. Ten. Okay, no full locomotion, no racing. Um, wait, this is the wrong... There we go. It's a move. It's a really good-looking move game. Not scary. Not puzzles. Um, is it a survival game? Is not a survival game. I tried time to play. I tried. <laughs> hmm. Uh, is this, is, would this be considered fall into the sim category, um, where it's like you're like, look, we're job sim or, or vacation sim. Like you're doing these kind of, no, tasks. it's not a sim, sim type game. No. Okay. Is there, uh, is, is there any, is a rhythm game is, yeah. It's not a rhythm game. It's 13. We, we know, we know what it's not guys. It's not a port shovel. <laughs> not a puzzle game, not a rhythm game, not a shooter, no no full locomotion, um, not an experience. Uh, it's a it's a really good looking uh, 
move. I have seen a game. good question in the chat. I have seen a very good question in the chat. Hmm. Um, is it on rails? No, no, stop. It's not on rails. Yeah. Again, three questions now, all saying not full locomotion. So that was done. 14. You're not shooting, or it's not primarily shooting. I'm fucking lost, man. Um, is it have? Is it tied to any sport? Even like not like could it be fish? Fishing's a sport. It's like, not tied sport? to a sport. Okay. No full locomotion, so it's not Robinson or Ark Park. Um, no, so I don't think we've got any dinosaurs going on here. Um, Fifteen. Not Racket Fury West because it's not a sports game. Not Spark is not a sports game. We're in big trouble here. Shoot. Um, is it not a puzzle game? So it's not Keep Talking, Nobody Explodes. Zyrus is this multiplayer. Is there multiplayer? Uh, there is multiplayer in it. Okay. Um, is it co op? It is not co op. That's okay. 17. Oh, wait. It uh, Sort of co op. Sort of co op. Sort of co-op, sort of co-op. I'd say no, though. I'd say I'd say no, not co-op, but but it is a little bit. Are both uh, are both people playing in VR? No, both people are not playing in VR. That's um, eighteen. Uh, I mean, I'm just gonna say as it keep talking, nobody explodes because I can't think of. Mm, so close. It is what Looper. So Looper, the game cat um, said, is it a strategy game? Which, yes, it is a strategy game. And then the Funkadelic Game Cat did, in fact, say the name of the game, and that is Table of Tales. Oh, the no crowd. way. I love Yay. Table of Tales. I know. You were getting really, really close, you guys. Uh, there, was, there was lots of people shouting uh, strategy, strategy. Uh, mm. And I know that's not a common VR thing, but that's the whole point. Um, Move game, beautiful. You were yeah. getting close, though. You were getting really close. It has a has a local co op. There, it's like local versus, but it's it, you. It is, two yeah. of the people, like so, <laughs> some of the people use co op, but you're facing the person in the headset. So yeah, even um, even if I had more time, I wasn't going to get it because uh, yeah, I, I it's so funny because I, I know that that mode that mode is so limited, the multiplayer mode, um, but it definitely exists. Man, I love Table yeah. of Tales. I'm bummed that I didn't get it. And I, and you know, know. what's funny thing is early on, somebody was like, you should ask if it's third person or first person. And I know, and I, and I don't know what the answer to that question is. You're playing as, <laughs> as part of somebody playing, right? So it's kind of first person, but your I character's was glad, first person. I was just, I was glad you didn't ask that because I have like, I have no idea if that's, I would probably say that's third person. Um, but it's not though. I don't know. Yeah, if you're playing, it's, a, both, it's more of a, right? it's more of a tabletop RPG, and so you right. are the person playing the game. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so, a tough one, man. That's really tough. Yeah. Steve yeah. IRE says, "I still think we need an electric shock." If you fail to get it, that's <laughs> I agree. Oh, you agree yeah. right now because you're the I game agree master. Right <laughs> <laughs> I'll just I'll just get the rest of them right. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we got to get out of here, man. We're way over time, but thank you so much to all the cats hanging out. Thank you, AJ, so much. Remember, if 
you like what you see, support me over on patreon.com slash without parole games and consider uh, subscribing to AJ at PSVR Underground on YouTube and supporting his channel on patreon.com slash PSVR Underground. Uh, also, thank you to all the mods who help keep this D2. channel running. Number one PSVR channels. <laughs> I mean, other than like PSVR Zest, like we're pretty much it, I think. Like, I don't think that's, that's it. Um, everyone else has jumped ship years ago. I, I was kind of laughing that I said the two number one, but yeah, okay. <coughs> there should always be two Try, number ones. Trying to superimpose myself, you know. It would, it would certainly be uh, – if there were two, always two number ones, there would be less arguing in this world, uh, especially when it comes to top 25 lists. Guys, thank you to all the uh, all of our moderators out there. Thank you to Jay Meow. Thank you to Sci-Fi Gamecat Henry who puts all the timestamps in this. Thank you to everybody who supports us on Patreon.com slash without pro games. Thank you to everybody who tipped during the show. You're keeping the lights on. We really appreciate you. Thanks to everybody who helped out, commented. And, of course, all of you who watched the show didn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there. And we love you just as much. I know they're out there, Brian, because I met some of them in Zenith, and it's so cool. They're like, they're like, I'm one of those ones that don't say anything. I, I know, I know who you are. I won't say your name. I'll let you sit back and relax and and don't say a goddamn word. But I it's also, okay. we 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 love you just as much, and we appreciate you. Let's cue the cat. Cue the cat, Brian, because I was going to say, see you guys Wednesday to Jesse J, the Tome Age Game Cat. Uh, says, hope you can mend your heart, Flame Hat. Hack the game. You oh, really no, I'm not going hat. anywhere. I'm, know, I'm, I'm right yeah, here. I love you so much. Yeah, yeah but back, what, Brian doesn't know, what Brian doesn't know is that I've been running around with Flame Hat for the last week or two, and Flame Hat hasn't said anything <laughs> to him about that. This so, is the ah, worst relationship uh, I've ever been in. Hack the game, Cat. I knew it was lit up in here. Lethal Weasel VR. Uh, smash the like button, Tarzan. Neon Grooves says, time for Zenith. Yeah, man, I might be jumping on a little bit later, too, if I, yeah, I'm probably but we'll see. Emily Baxter hashtag cartoony game which game kitten says cute I'm cat. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Guys on Facebook to you. Bob Zarkov the underground game uh, game cat. Uh, thank you. He says right cats. Yes, I imagine that's how he sounds when he says. Scott just go PS and Harry Phil PSVR game cat for life. Uh, thanks so much, man. Steve Irie, you call them stalkers, AJ. Who's, who's stalking me? I, I don't know. Everybody uh, apparently. <laughs> oh. Gabriel Double of the Lights to be out, Gabe Cat. says, everyone have a good beginning of the week. Yes, I agree with Gabriel. Listen to Gabriel. He knows what is best for you. Brax Bro says, it always, in case I don't see you later, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Shades of Great Matter. Uh, the Funkadelic Game Cat. Nice guess on that one, man. Good job. Uh, Genetic B, the abbreviated Game Cat. Uh, make sure you go, Genetic, I want to hear your thoughts on Wanderer. Now that it's been patched, hopefully you caught the news. Yes, it is patched with the uh, move support that you like. So I want to hear your feedback, man. Let me know if that fixed the game. Uh, are you happy now? I want to know. I just want to know if you're happy, Genetic, because I just want you to be happy. Proud Dog sounds like a happy dude. Uh, <laughs> Oak V3D, uh, I met someone in Wendy's bathroom. Uh, I, yeah, that's an wow. uh, interesting place to meet somebody. Um, I, I mean... Out- <laughs> Was it was it Brian? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah, I mean that tracks. <laughs> Super Galaxy Gunstar, Ben L of the Game Cat Army, uh, Flame Hats, uh, Brax Bro, Paper Wings, Peter Taylor. Thank you so much, man. You too, guys. Have a wonderful night, Twitcher and Dark Angel and Move Master Mick and all of you. Be Tribble, still rocking it, and and. Uh, uh, being be, awesomeness. Be, be triple, man. VR, be triple is OG. Be triple. Be triple used to send me the list for uh, PSVR theater. Doing, he used to do week. God's work. Can, yep. We need you to start doing God's work in be triple. 
Be triple. Bring back, bring back PSVR theater. Make it happen. I don't know how that theater. Happens. Do it. Theater. Blue Jew, the underground game catalyst name squad in the house. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful night. Join us um, on Discord. Click the link in the description. Come hang out. <laughs> we love you guys.